0: TWD, Plant City, WLCC, Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa. Download
1: the Faith Talk Tampa app. Or listen on
0: TuneIn and Odyssey. Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center. This program is
2: prerecorded. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. Make
1: sure if if I'm gathering more, I'm doing more. Make sure that the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. He says, but make sure your relationship is right with me. Again, God is not against you having
2: stuff, as long as stuff doesn't have you. We hope you're excited to hear God's Word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the Word with Dr. Jomo Cousins.
1: New. I I feel feel it new. To me. Stop right there. Be careful when you go to God about somebody else, God gonna come back at you. Notice he went to God talking about his brother. God didn't talk about the brother, God says, Watch your heart. Because what happened is your issues, you weren't about somebody else's money. If you start praying to God about somebody else, let's get ready. He's going to talk about you. Lord, help my wife, help my wife. She crazy, she crazy. And he's going to say, no, you crazy. Because you like crazy because you chose crazy. No, because we often want to come to God about somebody when you got a log in your eye and you're talking about the speck. And there I focus on you, please. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father. Verse 16. Then he told a parable saying, there is a rich man whose land was very fertile and productive. And he began thinking to himself, first problem, thinking to him, You know, that statement is so funny. <laughs> I won't get political, but that's something Trump always say. And I thought to myself, Lord, Jesus, you know you're in trouble. you in trouble. Anyway, focus. <laughs> Stop, Jomo. Focus. What shall I do? Since I have no place large enough in which to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my storehouse and build a larger one. And I will store all my grain and my goods there. First, next problem. I will, I will. My grain's my barn. Verse 19 I will say to my soul, uh oh. I will say to my soul, okay. So, you have many good things here stored up, enough for many years. Relax. Rest, eat, drink, be merry, celebrate continually, But God said, you fool, this very night, your soul is required of you. And here's the joke. And now, who will own all the things that you have prepared? It's funny to me how people think things belong to them. Even your house that you say is paid off, stop paying the property taxes. See whose house it is. (laughs) Just stop. Just stop for three years. Just stop. I'll be at the auction saying my house. (laughs) they give you three years (laughs) to catch up. If you don't catch up in three years, that's going to be somebody. Now, planning for retirement is a great thing. But please plan for eternity. I read an article in the New York Times. They said one of the biggest growth areas in America is storage units. I'm driving on 301. Just from Big Ben to Boyette. And if you start counting how many brand new storage units have popped up, I said, God be the glory. And they said, because we have become a hoarder. Men nation. We just keep storing up stuff. Some of y'all right now paying more in storage units than you give the church. You, you storing up stuff you might use. And you find more and more and more storage units. And just like this man, he just says, I'm going to give me a bigger unit. I'm going to give me a bigger unit. And God says, you get all the units you want. It's going to be for somebody else. My wife, we were sitting there talking, said, Jamal, what you teaching on this? Sunday?" I said, I told the story. She said, oh, you talking about me, huh? I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, I ain't getting all that. I'm just telling a story. But when we when we're honest, I went to my closet. I got three-piece suits. I wear jeans and shirts now because I was sweating out suits. And I said, "This is this is of the devil right here. All this, all the clothes right here, I'm hot. You know what I'm saying, brother? I'm big. I'm big, until You know what I'm saying? I'm sweating up. I said, no. Nah. And then when you, you know, when you got a nice suit on and you sweat it, it starts sticking to your legs. You know what I'm saying? And you get the back sweat going. It, you, it's the trouble, man. I said, I, said, I said, I'm free now. I'm free. You know, jeans and Jordans. Man, I'm free, man, to God. It is what it is. And I said, so I started taking my, my suits down. And then I said, I'm not going to wear this shirt no more. This is 3X. I'm not going to wear that no more. Some of you got some extra X's in your closet. Talking about you going to be a 32 again. You, that devil is a liar. (laughs) (laughs) You 42 all day long. (laughs) Talking about one day, one, no, no, no. Them days are gone. Let it go. Look at it and let it go. Some of y'all got five different sizes in your closet. I'm a, if I, I feel medium today. I feel extra skinny. Oh, I feel extra large. Based on how you feel. You know that don't fit no more. I think you better let it go. Feels like a lot luck. See, y'all ain't saved. Y'all ain't saved. I knew y'all weren't saved. There's some things in our faith walk. That you keep on storing up. And now we just become hoarders with stuff you don't even use. There's somebody who can use it and be blessed by it. And he said, listen, you got enough. Yeah. So I just said, listen, you know, my wife, we both do it now. Every few months we just do a purge. Just, just get a listen. You know, there's some suits you know you never wear. And again, the shiny ones. You ain't wearing that no more. Huh? Huh? You're not going to do that, are you? There are certain styles you got to let go. Hallelujah. There's some outfits some of y'all ladies wear, you know? (laughs) Amen. when you start seeing, when you start seeing pressure on scenes, Look at you, they say, let it go. (laughs) When your clothes are saying, help me, please. (laughs) And you trying to fit that in, no. Have I gone too far? Amen. No, man, sometimes you just got to understand where you at. Looking at the enable, no more storage units. I, I, if we don't use it in a year, we're going to let it. I went through my office. I said, I got all these books, all these books. And all I do is go to Google. Yeah. <laughs> well I'm going well, look through all these chapters. Google, Where's that? Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm putting all my books in a box, and these little places you can donate the books. Because when you walk around your house, there's rooms you ain't going to. What you waiting for? A glory to God. My mom had this plastic couch. What you got plastic on the couch for? What you, what you storing it up for? You got stuff saved up for eternity you don't even use. What you doing? <laughs> don't go in that room. What? Is it, is it a dog? What's, what, what, I can't go in the room. Nobody goes in the room, okay? Okay, who are you throwing up for? Somebody will be on that sofa doing some stuff on that sofa you don't like one day. Because <laughs> what you think is important is nothing to someone else. Stop making idols out of stuff. Let it go. Somebody need to go through your house, okay? We, we don't ever. Let it go. Because what I realize, we have become too acquainted with the blessings and not the blesser. It's all about your stuff. More and more stuff. And guess what? Our world is marketing to you for more. There'll always be a new CD, new track, new shoes. But see me, I was a ColecoVision kid, Atari 2600 kid. And what I realized was every week they came out a new game, and I couldn't buy the game. So I said, you know, I'm just going to ride out Pac-Man. I'm just going to ride out Pac-Man, me and Pac-Man. Because, see, my friend has Centipede, Galaxia, and Frogger. I ain't have all on I have one game, and we're going to make this one game do what it does. But if you don't realize, from children on up, They're always going to put more stuff for you to buy. And if you don't contain yourself and say, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I don't, because see, there's always going to be more. And next, and next, and next,
2: and you'll always be chasing. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Chomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code one zero one eight zero four. Again, the access code is one zero one eight zero four. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word.
1: You better find your peace. Say, you know, we're good. We're good. We have a a four-bedroom house. We're good. We have a three-bedroom house. We're good. Some of you have six bedrooms and two people. Now, again, if your money is right and you have a whole bunch of family, it's all, I got extra rooms, but I got folk be coming through. hmm And it doesn't put pressure on me. Now, if it put pressure on you, you got to do something different. Look at neighbor and say, do something different. <sighs> Look at it and say, okay, okay, pastor, I got it, I got it. Just get off me now. Praise, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 21 says this, uh, but it is for the one who continues to store up and hoard possessions for himself and is not rich in his relationship towards God. Key point, make sure if, I, if I'm gathering more, I'm doing more. Make sure that the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. He says, but make sure your relationship is right with me. Again, God is not against you having stuff as long as stuff doesn't have you. Jesus said to the disciples, for this reason, I tell you, do not worry about your life as to what you eat or what your body, what you wear. For life is more than clothes and the body more than clothing. Three, three things we can do to, to limit our worry. There it is. Trust God. Keep the proper perspective on your problems. And find a support team now. Okay, Pastor, what do you mean? Obviously, trust God, trust God. You have to be mindful that you don't maximize your small issue. Because if you're not careful, you'll turn this thing in the mouth. I, I was driving with my son this week, or a couple weeks ago, and uh, it, was, it was Wednesday, and I was fasting, and uh, it was lunchtime. And Domo said, I'm
2: starving.
1: I said, boy, did you have breakfast? Yeah, but I'm, I'm
2: starving.
1: You're not starving. I'm going to die. No, you're not going to die. Let me take you to Tampa General. I'm going to show you what die look like. Because if you're not careful, you will will turn your little problem into the biggest thing ever. It ain't that bad. Praise God. You got to get a proper perspective. You got life. You got health. You can walk. You can talk. It's all right. Stop worrying about next month's bill. The word says, give me this day, my, just focus on today. Hallelujah. Verse 24, consider the ravens, for they neither sow, seed, nor reap the crop. They have no storehouse or barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add an hour to his lifespan? So if you are not even able to do a very little thing such as this, why are you worried about the rest? Consider the lilies and the wildfires, wildflowers, how they grow in the open field. They neither labor nor spin wool to make clothing. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor is dressed like one of these. But if this is how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today, and tomorrow stone the furnace, how much more will he clothe you, O oh, little faith? My son came down, and uh, he had some pants that were not equivalent to what I thought looked good. So I had my, son, my kid, my, my boys come down to see how they look. I said, uh, is that, are, are you trying to do the D-Wade style? You know, D-Wade, he'd be wearing. Now, if that's your thought process, I'm cool with that. Because, you know, you're trying to do the style. High water's. Anyway, so anyway, so he said, no, nah, no. Nah. I said, no, nah. I said, that might be a little too short. Or, or so what my, my premise is I'll look at my kids and say, okay, you need this and need that because I'm a father. So if an earthly father can look out for my kids, how much more will your heavenly father look out for you? You don't think God already know what you need? He sees all and knows all. He says, so why are you stressing these things like God don't already know? Trust him. Verse 29, so it's for you. You not seek what you will eat and what you'll drink. Nor have, no, have ang- be anxious and unsettled mind. Okay? For all the pagan nations of the world greedily seek these things. Here it is, y'all. Your heavenly father already knows that you need them. God knows what you need. Stop tripping. But strive for, actively seek his kingdom, and these things will be given. Notice He says, listen, if you can seek me first, I'll take care of your stuff. But what we do is we seek stuff and don't seek him. But if you seek him, he'll get you the stuff. All you got to do is rearrange your situation. Do not be afraid or anxious, little flock. For your heavenly Father has good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, show compassion, give donations to the poor, provide money belts for yourselves that do not wear out, An unfailing and inexhaustible treasure in heavens, where no thief comes, nor uh, moth decays. For where your heart is, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. I only got one wisdom key, and and we'll get out of here. Let's read this together. This is Solomon. Look what he says. Solomon, the wise man in the Bible, at the end of his life, this is what he reads. This is what he writes. Look at this. That's when I called it quits. I gave up on anything that could be hoped for on this earth. What's the point of working your fingers to the bone if you have to hand it over what you work for to someone who never lifted a finger for it? Oh, smoke. That's what it is. <laughs> he says, because it's all going to disappear. A bad business from start to finish. So what do you get from a life of hard work or labor? Pain, grief from dawn to dusk. Never a decent nice rest. Nothing but because truth be told, the things you storing up, somebody gonna rock them one day. Your, your car, which is your best car ever, somebody gonna be in their car beaten. It's my car. The house you think is your house, somebody gonna be in their house. Because you can't take it with you. He says, so I said, it's all smoke. I went through the whole life. I had everything I wanted. And I realized it didn't mean nothing. I I read this story. It was written in 1923. The richest man in the world all met together in 1923. The meeting was at the Edgewater Beach Hotel in Chicago. Attending the meeting were the following nine power brokers. The first person, the president of America's largest steel company. The second. America's largest utility company, the president of America's largest gas company, the president of the New York Stock Exchange, the president of the Bank of International Settlements, the greatest wheat uh, speculator, the greatest baron on Wall Street, the greatest monopoly owner, uh, a member of President Harden's cabinet. It was said they had a celebration of their success and planned how they were going to dominate the world. These were the captains of industry, the most successful men of their area. But what happened? 25, later, 25 years later, to these distinguished gentlemen. Here it is. The president of the largest steel company, Charles Schwab, died bankrupt. The president of the largest utility company, Samuel Enso, died penniless. The president of the largest gas company, Howard Hobson, suffered a mental breakdown, ending up in an insane asylum. The president of the New York Stock Exchange, Richard Whitney, had been released from prison. The bank president, Leon Fraser, took his own life. The wheat speculator, Arthur Cutton, died penniless. The world's greatest monopoly owner, Igor Kruger, the match king, also taken his life. The, president of pres- uh, the member of President Hardin's cabinet, Albert Fall, had just been given a pardon from his prison to go home and die. As for the Wall Street bear, Jesse Larriston Livermore, famous speculator stock market. A week after Thanksgiving in 1940, Jesse walked into the Sherry Netherland Hotel New York, had two drinks at the bar while scribbling something in his notebook then proceeded to the cloakroom and shot himself in the head he was 62 and left behind 5 million dollars down from a 100 million dollar fortune 5 million in 1940 5 million in 1940 because what happened he was attached his stuff. So when he lost his stuff, he lost himself because he found his value in things. Be careful when you attach yourself to things, because when the things go, if you're not careful, you think you're gone. No, 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 no. I get my identity through Jesus Christ. I was fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image and God's likeness, and that's why Paul said this in Philippians chapter four. I've learned how to abase, meaning I've learned how to be on the bottom. I've learned how to abound. I've learned how to be on top in all things. I've learned how to be content without eating peanut butter and jelly or filet mignon. Full is full. So believers. We will all go through this season of stuff. Well, if I get the purse, people are going to think this about me. When I get the shoes, they'll think this about me. You better divorce yourself from the opinion of people. Whether you drive a Hoopty or a Bentley, that means nothing to God. For where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. So don't get caught up. I'm not saying
2: you can't have things.